New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh**, a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh** they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh** shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. And hello again, dear ones, Reverend Robert with you here on a Friday morning. It's Minister, Minister, singular, talking shit. Grateful you're with us. Uh, Rev Z got called into uh, something else last minute yesterday afternoon and uh, is unable to be with us. And uh, 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 well, going against what it says in the description. Uh, We've had some technical difficulties with Reverend Elizabeth joining me this morning. So uh, so you just get me. That's all there is to it. Uh, good morning, Linda. Good to see you on this beautiful Friday morning here in the Rocky Mountains. Uh, it promises to be a bit glorious weekend. Dear Fiona, all the way from Geneva, Switzerland. Glad that you were with us as always, dear one. Good to see you. So we are... Uh, it's, it's just... Good old me this morning, and uh, which I think is a little unfortunate, tr truthfully, because um, something happened yesterday that I really uh, I, I learned about this morning and is heavy on my heart, and it's something I want to talk about. And I was hoping to have uh, another minister here to bounce some ideas off of. However, we're going to keep we're going to go with it, um, <clears throat> and we'll see where it takes us. Um, Back in 2020, uh, sorry, 2021, I remember the day actually very well. I was, uh, the, the, it, we were here in Arvada, Colorado, and uh, suddenly recognized there was a helicopter that was hovering, but not going anywhere, not far from my house. And then I noticed there were a couple of helicopters. And my thought was, something strange happened. And one of those, and that strange thing, I was right, something very strange happened. So one of those strange, that strange thing was um, that a man had, who was in a long-standing uh, argument, long-running argument uh, over several things, with the Arvada Police Department had decided that was the day he was going to take action into his own hands uh, and set about a plan that many consider was to ambush and uh, and kill as many Arvada police officers as possible that day. And 
what happened is he was successful in ambushing uh, one police officer, happened to be a school resource officer for uh, my kids' middle school. Both my kids knew this officer. Um, and as it was the summertime, he was not doing his regular school resource duties, but was picking up regular patrol shifts and was ambushed and killed. Now, in the horror of this, a good Samaritan came running out of a nearby Army-Navy store, of all things, uh, and pulled a gun, shot the gunman. So many consider a hero for uh, keeping less violent, keeping, you know, minimizing the violence that day. However, what this man also did is after having shot and killed the suspect at that time, ran over to that man's rifle and uh, what we believe is was was trying to eject the what the reports are is that he was trying to eject the magazine when another officer, shot and killed him. That second officer has been cleared of any wrongdoing. He said he, um, in a split-second decision, he thought the man was reloading the weapon and uh, feared for his life and shot and killed the Good Samaritan. Lots to unpack there. And I, and, and I could easily spend the next half hour... <laughs> going down that road of why we need less guns on the streets. I still think that we don't, we can't, we can't affirm that the original shooter would have done any, would have, would have killed any more. It, it completely, from all evidence, he was on, uh, he was out to get cops. He was not out to shoot people. Nor, you know, he wasn't out to try to kill as many as he could. He wasn't out to try to create a mass experience among the populace. He was specifically targeting the police. Um, and I believe the only people that were truly in danger that day was the police. However, an armed citizen got involved. And it cost him his life. Because in the, I, I've never been in a shootout. I don't know about you. In the melee of a shootout, to, to know someone's intentions when it may appear that they're, when you can't tell if they're reloading a rifle or, or trying to disarm a rifle. And we don't know that man's background. He doesn't, we don't know if he's truly trained or not. We, I can't blame that officer for doing what he felt was right to protect society and, and the people in the area. And in today's society, what happened is the, the Good Samaritan's family filed a lawsuit against the police department and was awarded a $2.77 million settlement yesterday in a wrongful, in a wrongful death suit. Now, again, I can't imagine how any police officer would 
maliciously shoot someone who was involved in an active gunfight. The man fired a gun without uniform, right? So they say the only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. Well, here was a good guy with a gun who ended up shot and died. And his family is awarded millions of dollars in a settlement because the city decides it's cheaper to give them the money than it is to go to trial and prove that they're not liable. Or the city's insurance company did. Hate to be on such a downer on a Friday morning, folks. Usually like to start a little lighter on this program. But it weighs heavy on me that we are living in a society where anyone can, pretty much anyone can run around with a gun. And then if they get themselves in trouble and get themselves shot or killed because they're not properly identified, because, right, okay, if you're a good Samaritan and you shoot somebody, when he goes down, you go, you hide behind the garbage can or you hide behind, you get out of the way. You let the other, you know, there's other responding officers. There were two other officers in the area. Now, their, their behavior in all this is a little questionable. It would appear they, um, they ducked and covered more than they stood up and ran into the firefight. When they, when the first initial volley of, of gunfire subsided, they came to the scene, and that's when they saw the Good Samaritan on a knee, playing with the rifle, and shot him. There's no right or wrong answer to any of this, and in this country, I think we have become addicted to the litigation. To, to being made whole by money. 2.7 million can't be the price of a life. And Officer Beasley's family, the officer that was ambushed, I'm pretty sure they didn't receive 2.7 million. Pretty sure they didn't receive anything. And yet this Samaritan's family is, well, he's honored as a hero. That I question. And the family is rewarded financially for the loss of their son, who rightfully didn't make best decisions that day. You want the man's on the ground. Police are responding. There's already sirens in the air. And he rushes forward to to disable the gun. 
no matter how you want to look at it, less guns, less litigation. Let's find a way to keep hands out of the good guys and the bad guys. You know, we, I joke and others joke with me around this network that I get some pretty big visions. I hold some pretty big visions for what we can accomplish as a community, for what we can do as a ministry, as a network. I have a pretty big, big vision of what humanity can become. And one of them is, and part of that, not one of them, but part of that is that I envision a world where guns are irrelevant, where guns are a figment of our history where the Second Amendment is a relic now I may not live to see it my kids maybe maybe may live to see it but I'm gonna work towards that because that officer could is, was somebody's son And if we continue to proliferate an idea that only a good guy with a gun stops a bad guy with a gun and everybody wants to be a good guy, we're going to have a lot of people running around with guns, running into firefights, not knowing what they're doing and getting shot by other good guys. And none of that sounds like a workable theory for me. It's a morning like this where my heart is heavy for humanity. Now, I know this experience is pretty unique to North America and the United States, as uh, it, from everything I see, no country in the nation has the type of, um, of no country in the nation has the type of gun violence concerns and, and problems that we do. And uh, yes, dear Linda's with us. Colorado is one of several Western states with a long history tradition of gun violence. So many people here hang on to the gun tradition is practically sacred as more than sacred. I would say yes. <laughs> um, I've seen videos of people pulling guns in traffic because they got cut off or, or somebody didn't let them in when like. Somebody driving erratically these days, you can't even, um, you can't, if you beep your horn, you, you're at risk of, of being shot. I believe the time is now for us as Americans across the globe. And again, I know that nowhere else experiences it like we do. And that for some of you, because this is a global network and we do have people watching from all over the planet. Some of you do not live under the day-to-day -day constant tension that comes from knowing the guy next to you in the coffee shop could have a gun and could decide to start firing it. Or that somebody has a rifle in the parking lot and decides to come in and start firing it. 
And whether that's a theater or a church or a mosque or a synagogue or a library or the town square. We have within us, and I believe there is that universal calling. There is that universal calling to solve this, to put an end to this. And I do believe that for the most part, I hear this again and again, that there is a a large portion of conservatives that would like to see responsible gun control legislation, responsible gun ownership legislation. And, and perhaps that's an appeasement to, uh, they say, oh, they say we want responsible legislation because they don't, they're afraid we're going to take the guns away. Somebody's going to take their guns away. I don't know that taking the guns away is such a bad idea. Fiona's saying it seems to be a political problem and not an ethical one. Um, yes, Fiona. Uh, for the most part, I do believe it is a political problem. And in the United States, I think everybody in the planet knows we had a pretty big political problem here right now. Um, we have devolved into uh, dysfunction. And, uh, and we're about to see that as the United States braces for a shutdown of our, of our government. Interestingly enough, there have been 22 government shutdowns um, in the United States in the last five decades, I think is what it was. Saw a chart this morning. I was looking at that. The last major one and the last one being in 2018. And it seems like we are forever kicking the can down the road, as it were. By uh, leaving the door, uh, by by passing small appropriations bills and and the House, uh, uh, the Republican controlled House is about to propose a number of uh, small appropriation bills today that won't get passed and will be nothing more than talking points of why they did this to us and why they didn't do this and why they, they did this and why they didn't do that. None of these our problems will not be solved by just yelling back and forth at each other. The problems will be solved by people taking a committed stand and then taking committed action. The tough part is it's really hard to take committed action in the world of gun control. Because people with guns that don't like it start shooting. A 
Linda is still with us and saying that uh, we're an open carry state, meaning Colorado. I see people in restaurants or other public places openly packing handguns. I do too. Um, and I don't like it. And, uh, and I don't think it's a deterrent to violence. I've seen people walking down the streets of my community with a handgun. And my thinking is, if you live in a city that that scares that you can't walk the streets in the middle of the day without a gun, then do something to make those streets more safe. Don't don't bring in the Johnny Cash's song. Don't bring your guns to town, son. Don't bring your guns to town. If you take your guns to town, you you are yes, you're. Right, the old west mentality if you have your guns on then you're in the game i don't think there is any reason for the average citizen to be walking the streets of arvada colorado predominantly white now that's not to say that a predominantly black neighborhood is any more dangerous Just saying white people don't need to protect themselves from anyone in, in this community. I would say the same. If, sorry, I said that wrong. Impro, I, I'm, I messed that up. I didn't say that the way I wanted to. Not about black or white. In this predominantly middle class suburban community where a police ambush is not a regular occurrence. Shootings are not a regular occurrence in this community. They are becoming more frequent, but they're not a regular occurrence. I know there are communities where gun violence is a regular everyday part of life. And I don't mean to diminish that or colorize that in any way. If we're wearing a gun on our hip, there's a possibility somebody else gets their hand on that gun. And if we're wearing a gun on our hip, there's a possibility that we shoot someone that doesn't, that isn't involved or that isn't the perpetrator or is. If the only tool you have is a hammer, then everything looks like a nail. And if the only tool you have is a gun, then everybody looks like a, a suspect. I know this show is usually a lot more fun when I have somebody, when we have more than two of one of us. And that's why, uh, that's why we work very hard to make sure we don't do these solo shows very often, folks. I thank you for listening and I thank you for, for considering what each one of us can do in consciousness, in form. And it's hard to get into a conversation with a guy wearing a gun at a coffee shop or a restaurant. It's hard to have a real conversation and, and, and question the necessity of, of, openly displaying a firearm of bringing your guns to town don't take your guns to town son 
Don't take your guns to town. Don't take your guns to dinner. Don't take your guns. You want to, you want guns in your home to protect you against an intruder? Okay. But keep them at home. In other news, the U.S. government is probably going to shut down again. <laughs> and uh, a number of things may get uh, impacted. Travel may be a little slower. Things may be, uh, maybe don't happen exactly as they like. And my understanding is this time, see, one of the things I learned about I actually learned this week is when a government when the government shuts down, people are furloughed. What that means is they're sent home. And the government leads us to believe that those people aren't paid. And that is partially true. They're not paid immediately. But they're also not left swinging in the wind in the long run. And part of every government shutdown, part of the, the resolution that eventually opens the government also give, pays all those people the back pay they missed. Now, in 2018, the government shutdown was like 36 days. It was the longest in history. But at 36 days, it's one month. Now, I understand and believe me, I would not want to go a month without income. And when that month's income is dropped on you, in one lump sum, oh, six weeks later, or as soon as possible, actually, they as soon as the government opens up again, they immediately start cutting checks to the people that have been impacted. So I don't want to hear anything from politicians unless they've let go of, unless they've suspended their salary too. I believe in a government shutdown. Every government politician, every politician, not the staffers, not those that are surviving on on 40 or 50 or 60,000 a year or whatever it might be. But those those politicians making it over six figures, their their salary can be suspended for the month until they figure it out. Because personally, I'm a little tired of the infighting in American politics, and that's something else I want to see that we can i that i believe new thoughters people that follow the new thought philosophy people that follow science of mind and unity people that follow and are and profess to believe these principles i believe it's time for us as a body to stand up and get involved whether that's running for state house or running for a school board, whether that is standing out in front of the city hall and asking for accountability, whether that's writing letters to the editor, no matter what the inspired action is, I believe now in the time um, is for us to, to take that stand and say, we want, here's what we want. We want it differently. I'm not the one here to articulate what we want. I think there's somebody in the world right now that's doing a far, far better job of articulating a new thought perspective on governance, and that would be Marianne Williamson. 
So I'm not here to tell you that you should go vote for her. Not here to tell you who to vote for or what to vote for. But I am here to tell you that you need to vote. And if you live in the United States, if you don't live here, I'm sorry, you can't vote here. But vote at home. Vote where you live. If we live in a representative democracy, we have to. We have to be vocal in telling our elected representatives what we want to see in the world. I want to back up for just a second and give a shout out to Linda. Dear Linda, in the past as a government worker, I was furloughed, but still had to work. Yes, as, as a nurse. Um, and thank you for that. And thank you for that, Linda. See, I, that's part of what I believe is the people of America are good people. They will go to work doing what needs to be done, saving lives. Making sure the airplanes get off the ground. Making sure there aren't any bombs in the in the luggage. The workers will do the work. And if our workers are doing the work, then our representatives don't understand the people. And I believe it's time for a wholesale change in those that represent us. So here we are. Effectively, you've let me ramble on about guns and politics for half an hour. And I appreciate you for doing that. I appreciate you for, for sharing your time with me, for sharing your thoughts with me. And I trust that as you step out into the rest of this week, that what's left of it and the weekend and next week, there will be things that, that support you. There will be an inspiration there will be that sense of duty that says, yeah, I go to work and I'm going to write a letter and I'm going to let my voice be heard and I'm going to stand up in a meeting. And regardless of what it is, I'm going to hold to the vision of a world where guns are a figment of history. where we live in peace and compassion and harmony, where all of our needs are met, where there is enough food and resources, where there is enough shelter and water for everyone and everyone has access. Clean water, healthy food, a world where borders are irrelevant. A world centered on love rather than fear. Folks, I'm going to get out of here for now. Again, I thank you for your I thank you for your time. I thank you for your support. I thank you for being a part of what we're doing here on New Thought Media Network. It's a big vision. And somebody's got to do it. So why not us? Why not us? I fully believe. Even more than believe. 
I know. I know there are enough resources, enough space, enough opportunity, enough money, enough of everything necessary to fulfill the vision of this ministry. So I know it's going to happen. I know it is happening. The journey is the destination, and I am so grateful you are on this journey with me, with all of us, with everyone that makes this happen. And if you'd like to be a part of making that happen on a financial level, then please, by all means, head over to our website, ntmedia.org. Click on the donate button and share a donation. Make it a monthly donation. We'll add you to our thank you video. Which means it's time to watch our thank you video. Please don't go away. Help us say thank you to our organizational sponsors and individual donors. Please help us say thank you to our organizational sponsors, including the Hefferlin Foundation, Affiliated New Thought Network, International New Thought Alliance, Science of Mind Archives and Library Foundation, Center for Spiritual Living Denver, Center for Spiritual Living Midtown, New Thought Philadelphia, Planned Happiness Institute, Summit Center for Spiritual Living, One Heart Retreats, Center for Spiritual Living on the Lake, Unity Spiritual Center Kitchener, Home Center for Spiritual Living La Mesa, Satya Center, Center for Spiritual Living North Jersey, Unity of Savannah, and Center for Spiritual Living Seattle, as well as all of our individual donors. Thank you for making New Thought Media Network a place to be. Please come be you. And remember, like, share, and subscribe. New Thought Media Network, positively inspiring. All right. Thanks again to Fiona and Wayne and Linda and Shay and everybody else that's been watching this morning. If you didn't leave a comment, no worries. If you did, uh, thank you for doing that being a part of the network, share with your friends, like, share, and subscribe, let everybody know what we're doing so we can reach more and more people and share this mighty message of new thought. I'm Rev. Robert. I'm out of here for today. I love you. You're amazing. We'll be back with this program again next week. However, until then, I do wish you peace and richest blessings. Bye now. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ministers Talking We'll be back again next week with more commentary on current affairs, world events, and any other our ministers want to talk about. And if you found value here, please share our with your friends. Until next time, peace and blessings.